0: Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett, from Zuma Radio, AM 740. Hey, welcome to the
1: Audio Imaginarium. Kind of a strange Twitter exchange going on right now, and incidentally you can join the uh, the conversation or just say hi on Twitter, at Richard Serrett. Uh, Friday night, I sat in for George Norrie on Coast to Coast and... During the open lines portion of the program, I happened to mention that the the night prior, I was in a a fish and chip shop out in Burlington, west of Toronto, and our waitress uh, was proudly flashing a a necklace with a 666 on it, and, and she asked the mighty Aphrodite and I how we liked it. She could tell we were somewhat taken aback. And we both said in unison, we don't like it. Uh, then she felt she owed, owed us an explanation, I guess, and she went on to tell us that her son was born on the sixth day of the sixth month at the sixth hour. Uh, anyway, as, as an Orthodox Christian, I was I was somewhat uncomfortable. I didn't make a huge deal about it, although now I have to say I regret ordering the soul. <laughs> but seriously, uh, uh, I, 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 I subscribe to the whole, you know, freedom of religion deal. Uh So anyway, on Coast, I asked people how they would react, and it spawned two hours of conversation, which is carried over onto Twitter. Uh, One tweet said, uh, or sorry, one emailer said, I was no better than a misogynist and a homophobe after I admitted on air I only tipped the waitress 5%. I uh, I found that kind of amusing. Uh, One tweet asked, Would it be okay if a Muslim refused to tip a waiter with the Star of David around his neck? Uh, To which I responded that there's no moral equivalency 666 It's the mark of the beast folks the Antichrist and I don't care if you're a Christian a Jew a Muslim a Hindu a Buddhist or a humanist the Antichrist whether he's real or imagined the Antichrist stands in opposition to all that's good what does the Bible tell us about the Antichrist it, he stands for death destruction famine war pestilence It's pretty crystal clear It's nihilistic. And uh, someone tweeted that the Antichrist isn't real, so why would I ascribe those values to a mythical figure? And again, 666, it's a symbol. Symbols have meaning. That's what symbols are. We've invented symbols as shorthand, as code. And if you proudly display the symbol, it's a reasonable assumption that you espouse the values ascribed to the meaning of the symbol. Now, this waitress may not have. However, it's reasonable for people to react the way we did, I think. And as I said, we didn't go overboard. We didn't get up and leave, although we thought about it. Anyway, I'm sure that conversation is going to go on, uh, on Twitter for some time. It's only been going on for the last 2,000 years, right? So why stop now? Uh, hey, have you ordered your tickets yet to my all-day conference, Follow the Truth, The Conspiracy Show Summit? It's Sunday, November the 16th. It's fast approaching. Uh, It's at the Regent Theatre in Oshawa. Six absolutely remarkable, compelling speakers. Roswell, the Rendlesham Forest UFO incident. Jim Penniston is going to be there. Crop circles, time travel, past lives. And uh, Jim Elvidge who was with us last week, will give us a presentation which posits that we may be living in a digital simulation, the Matrix. So go to followthetruthtv.tv, followthetruth.tv, For more information, call the box office at 905-721-3399. Mention the code ROSWELL and receive a special 25% discount off the price of your passes. Tickets are limited, and we want to keep this event somewhat intimate. So that's why we're limiting the tickets. So if you haven't ordered your passes, you best do it very, very soon. Otherwise, you might miss out. Follow FollowTheTruth.tv, again, the box office, 905-721-3399. Hope to see you there. Also, uh, if you go to FollowTheTruth.tv, we've posted an- another radio contest question. Find the question at FollowTheTruth.tv, call... Tim here in studio tonight be one of the first two callers with the correct answer and you'll uh, you'll win a pair of passes to follow the truth 416-360-0740 416-360-0740 answer the uh, the question on followthetruth.tv and uh, we'll take your name and number and you'll have a pair of passes the first two callers with the correct answer I'm not sure if you were able to check out uh, the northern lights uh, where you're at, but apparently this weekend they've been putting on quite a show. Uh, not, o- not only are they uh, pretty uh, pretty nice to look at, I mean, they're, it's, it's, they're spectacular, let's face it, but they can also disrupt radio and GPS signals. But here's the other thing that I've been wondering. With all that plasma from the sun and space slamming into Earth's atmosphere, I'm wondering if it's affecting moods and our health. I'm talking to so many people out there these days who are feeling... What well, kind of down, not only lethargic, overly tired, even depressed, anxious. And I have to uh, include myself in, in that camp. I've been very anxious lately, and I don't know why. I'm wondering if it could be the result of, of cosmic energy. I, I know I was seriously affected by the supermoons we had this summer, and there's some research to back that up. It can cause sleep disruption. Well, I'm going to introduce you to somebody now who I, I know will have something to say about that. He's a longtime friend of this program and of mine. I've known him for 20 years, going back to my early days as a producer in talk radio, and he's never ceased to amaze me with his uncanny abilities, not only as a trans clairvoyant, and I'm not so easily impressed when it comes to psychic ability, let me tell you, but also his abilities as a remote viewer, medical intuitive, and healer. I've witnessed his healing abilities up close and in person. It's real. He's for real. And it's no wonder he's known as Canada's Edgar Cayce, Canada's sleeping prophet, if you will. In fact, he's just published a brand new book, hot off the presses, as they say, which was essentially dictated to his son while the author was in a deep trance meditative state. It's called The Complete New Age Health Guide. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is here live in studio. Douglas, it's good to see you again. How are you? It's
2: always a pleasure to be here, Richard. It really is nice to see you from time to time, and I just love being in the studio with you.
1: Likewise, my friend. I don't allow too many people in the studio. You know, it's <laughs> you're one of them. <laughs> oh, okay, I must have the secret
2: passcode here. Roswell, is isn't it? That's the secret passcode.
1: That's the one, my friend. Thank you. Let, uh, I'm just. I'm going to read what I wrote, and you were you were kind enough uh, to include this in the book.
2: Oh, I were very right? proud to do so, and you were very. Uh, I'm very grateful for you to to uh, to do this, Richard. Thank well, you very much. I, and I I
1: I mean every word of it, uh, and it's just right inside the front cover here. Uh, I wrote. About 70 years ago, Edgar Cayce began gaining national prominence in the United States for his uncanny and otherworldly ability to solve perplexing medical questions, all while in a state of deep meditative trance. Today, that mantle has been passed to Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, who has demonstrated many of Cayce's marvelous abilities using the exact same techniques. The complete New Age Health Guide is the culmination of 30 years of his work in this field. It represents an awe-inspiring affirmation of Douglas's finely tuned abilities. Through this book, Douglas has taken his remarkable God-given gifts and created the most precious gift imaginable for all mankind. All right, so, now when you say this book was 30 years in the making,
2: it what do started, you mean by that? It started off 30 years ago where we were doing uh, research on uh, health, um situations diseases conditions in the body uh our friend uh Sheila Gaitis and uh and and her lady friend Shirley started off back in the uh mid mid 70s so we got a bunch of readings done we transcribed them and then we just continued to let it slide and i've never felt um you know like obligated or or motivated to put a health book out. And so periodically there would be research. And this particular book has accumulated from the mid-70s until the current. The last two years, of course, have been very intense with putting this information together. And so across that 30-year period, there have been gems, if you will, revelations, information from the Akashic uh, that have related to diseases that now people uh, in, in certain scientific uh, pursuits are actually discovering but the book has uh, the information in the book has been given years in advance it's like a prophecy many times have made them on your show and years later they'll come true uh, you know the earth's crust spinning at a different sp- speed than the earth's uh, core and scientists now that's in out there and they uh Accepted meant uh, scientific worlds, but it was on your show years ago that I said that I had a vision or a dream about that. So this is this is like reaching back in time and bringing this, forth these gems, and also getting into, you know, conditions of uh, of uh, multiple sclerosis and uh, the the mind the mind body connection and how you can stay young and how you can increase your libido and and how to keep your body. Uh, disease-free you know there's lots of doctors here uh, who have uh, backed it up Uh, our friend uh, Michael Bodner uh, is saying it over the 30 years I've been afforded the opportunity to examine uh, patients in my offices and compare my findings with the tapes of the readings they have had with Douglas the accuracy over 30 plus years has amazed me Uh, an exceptional talent and we go on to uh, a doctor of osteopath who says this book is a must-have for your personal library. And we have another uh, medical, uh, Chris uh, Belfry, who is uh, well-credentialed here. And he goes on and says, I've studied healing well over 15 years, and the contents within this book contain health secrets that will change your life and revolutionize how we view health and health care. And so these are these are the gems that are in this book. This is a must-have. And people can go to our website, ManyMansionsPress.com, and order the book directly. Uh, or they can also email info at ManyMansionsPress. Or they can go to my main website, douglasjamescottrell.com and, and, and order the book there. This has uh, been uh, people, several hundred people, ordered this book, uh, shall I call it on spec, before the book was actually printed or produced. And we're supposed to come out at the end of July but we got into some uh, a burst of creativity, if you will, and so we added about a third more to the book. And so here we are, the end of August, in a couple of weeks into September, and it's back, and, or it's finally done, and out it goes. So over the last 30 years, we've collected information, uh, we've upgraded it, we've, we've tackled some amazing uh, functions, the books, is, you know, I on my radio show, Richard, I, I let everybody know... That's how heavy the book is. right right. It's eight and a half, eleven, 11, and it's uh, a, a good almost three quarters inch thick.
1: Yeah, over 300, almost 300 pages, yeah. not quite 300 pages. And, but uh, and
2: very few pictures in it too, so but the yeah, pictures it's, it's are... dense.
1: Listen, we'll take a time out, we'll come back and we'll continue to delve into the complete New Age Health Guide based on the remarkable deep trance meditation readings of Douglas James Gutttrell. He's live in studio for the hour. back with more of the conspiracy show. My name is Richard Serrett. Hey, don't forget season three of the Conspiracy Show television program. Well un- well underway now. Um, and tonight, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, I should say tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, that's Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern across Canada on Vision TV. And uh, this week's episode I'm excited about. Uh, it's um, uh, just having returned from New York City with the family and uh, spent some time uh, walking around in and around the neighborhood, 72nd Street in West Central Park, uh, of course, the Dakota building where John Lennon was uh, uh, gunned down. And we'll be exploring that whole theory that Lennon was targeted for political assassination and Mark David Chapman was not just some nutter with a gun, uh, perhaps he was a Manchurian candidate programmed to assassinate or he was programmed to be there and, and sort of take the, the fall, if you will, to be the patsy. So that's uh, the uh, the next installment of The Conspiracy Show television program, Vision TV, 10 p.m. Mondays, 10 p.m. Eastern. And the website, com, is great because you can go on there, you can vote, you can debate, you can uh, discuss what you've just seen. All right, Douglas James Cottrell, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is with us. The new book, The Complete New Age Health Guide. Uh, is it true that disease actually begins in the mind? Absolutely. Whoops, sorry. Let me, uh, let me
2: hit you. There go. <clears throat> the answer is absolutely. Uh, this is Edgar Casey said it, Ross Peterson said it, Paul Solomon said it, and I've said it in this, in this clairvoyant state of accessing this, uh, this information, uh, that my, the, the mind is the builder, the mind is the way. And so uh, attitude, uh, emotions are the constructive and destructive forces uh, that actually work in the body. So your attitude, uh, what you think, what you expect, you know, people that are in pain cause pain. Uh, people who have uh, um, a mind that's always needy or diseased get sick. People who suffer addictions, uh, yeah, things in the mind are are getting sick as well. However, the reverse of that is, you know, you get to that point where you say, I'm, I, I want to get better. I'm going to get better. And you become determined. Your attitude shifts. As soon as you say that, thoughts are real things. They, they create um, your future. You were saying about the 666. is exactly right. It, it provokes thoughts. It provokes an attitude. It provokes a feeling and emotions. And if it's on the dark side, you get sick. If it's on the, uh, the light side, you get better. You know, people that are in love... Never get sick.
1: Interesting point. Interesting you
2: know, point. People that are into, in, in depression or their their life is, is drudgery, you know, they get sick. If you get into a hopeless state of mind, you're going to get the hopeless disease, cancer. So if you're into resentments and uh, frustrations, you're going to have colon problems or the body's not going to function right.
1: So as a, as a medical intuitive, as, as a remote viewer, uh, as a healer, are you able – When you sort of mentally scan someone's body, are you able to see disease before it
2: manifests? It's in the aura. Uh, When you can see clairvoyantly a person's aura, you can see it becoming gray or dark. And you can see perhaps areas in the body like red spots or black spots. I I don't often do this, but it's possible to see disease coming on the body. Over the area of the body... That the uh, problem is is manifesting. So yes, you can you can see these things and disease like a shadow. And we, you know, if we if we look in the cliches and what we say about people, you know, boy, boy you know, something they got a shadow on their face. Well, you're seeing the diminishing of their life force, and they actually do have a shadow.
1: Now you talk a lot about, um, and I've been present when you've performed um, healings. Miracle transformations, and I know you have a, a miracle transformation event coming up here in town, and we'll talk about that in a few moments. But you talk a lot about the need for uh, adjustments of the spine and things like that. Now, i've I've never been one. I've never been to a chiropractor. Um, I really don't have an opinion one way or the other uh, mm-hmm. about chiropractor well, chiropractic.
2: No, uh, look at chiropractors, osteopath, uh, massage therapist, uh, perennial sacral workers. Uh, there are many types of manual or physical therapies that can go on in the body, and if you 've ever had a massage, a therapeutic massage is like oh my god i didn 't know I had so much tension in my shoulders you know when people people walk around uh, or in their daily lives, they hold tension in their body, and the more stress that 's in their life uh their job, whatever, the more stress is in their body so just having a simple massage releasing the muscles. Increasing the circulation, bringing the oxygen back to the body, getting the impurities out of the muscles in the body, getting rid of inflammation. In my personal opinion, inflammation is a huge disease. Sure. It's overlooked by just about everybody. You know, until you get old enough that you can't move, you're in pain. But inflammation, I think, is one of the root um, causes or leading to the problems of uh, Alzheimer's and mental illness. And developing poison in the body, and heart
1: disease. A lot of not a lot of doctors, but there are. There is now a school of thought regarding heart disease that cholesterol is not the the big culprit. It's
2: nowhere. It's inflammation. This is right. Cholesterol is good for you. It occurs in the body naturally. Okay, it's not a bad thing. In the book, it discusses topics just like this, about cholesterol. It talks about diet, the different kinds of diet, what foods are good for you and what are not. These are organic aspects in the body, but inflammation is the silent killer. I mean, it used to be referred to high blood pressure or hypertension. The book discusses ways and means on how to keep that under control. And again, inflammation and multiple sclerosis, the same. It talks about alternative therapies like... um, you know, if you have uh, multiple sclerosis, there's therapies using bee venom. Actually, being stung by bees and ha- bees, and how that can cure the body again. Sort of, you say, how the heck can this? Stung? Well, this is outside the box thinking, which is what this book is all about. It's designed to break break down the prejudice and the bias that exists between some of the modalities, but also to get people thinking about these alternative and or complementary ways of healing, and looking at inflammation should be studied. I, I think, in depth, because it 's the thing that makes everybody freeze up the tendons and the joints uh, and the muscles the ribs get twisted the the spine you know we shrink as we get older and the, and, the, and the spine cl- uh, collapses and this is why osteopathic adjustments, which are designed more towards the muscle structure, which is extremely complicated in the body, uh, releasing the tension in the muscles and tendons, and chiropractic, which release uh, uh, Positions in the spine in it and try to realign the disc and hydrate the disc. If you can catch things early enough, uh, you can cure disease. Now, my daughter Sherri-Ann, when she was born, had the bones in her neck, the cervicals, twisted because it was a difficult birth. The physician we suspect or surmised uh, actually injured her neck. She had convulsions and she was treated medically with uh, sedatives, phenobarbital and actually chemicals to help get rid of her convulsions. Years later when Ross Peterson did that reading when she was six and a half, he told us that the main problem she had for convulsions was in her neck. We brought her back here and a friend of yours uh, um, Victor Vigiani his his, uh, brother Don Vigiani was a chiropractor And he adjusted Sherry for the first time in her life at six and a half and put the bones in her neck back in place. I
1: didn't know that. Have you told me that before? That that connection between Victor Vigiani, of course, is a great friend of this program? I maybe have let that slip by. You did? You're holding (laughs) out on me. Wow. Talk about serendipity.
2: Sorry about that. But Don Vigiani was when Sherry was, she weighed 22 pounds when she went into the institution at two and a half. And she was emaciated and weighed 22 pounds when she came out. She was healthy, bouncy little baby going in, but they uh, medicated her in patient care. You know, in these institutions is p- patient management, if you will. They do it with drugs. So Sherry was in huge trouble. She couldn't eat because of the problems in her neck. The nerve systems were affected by the bones being out. And as Ross indicated, some of the problems were in the center part of her brain, the thalamus and the hypothalamus, the controlling center for the body. So... Victor, or uh, sorry, Don Viciani adjusted her neck. And for the first time in her life, she could eat food, like a whole bowl of food at the same time. And, of course, she made up for lost time, and she, she never got heavy, but she was always slight those four years in the institution on heavy medications. But the convulsions almost ceased. What if, when she was too Or or even a newborn, what if when she was just born that that we could have got to a chiropractor and put those bones back in place? Sherry would have had a different life. Of course, I would have never gotten involved in the psychic business either because it was alternative therapy and Ross Peterson's reading, deep trance reading. We're now calling it quantum meditation because it's more closer to uh, that than whatever the nebulous deep trance meditation term is. In any event, he was able to identify that in this deep uh, state of sleep or meditation rather, and accurately see what was going on. And the same method that I learned by watching him and doing this myself over the last 40 years is what I do now. And I have also done similar readings for people, and children especially, where we're able to look in the body and we're able to see that there's a vein vein burst in the brain, not the artery. And uh, the little girl Sophie we've talked about on the show before rushed off and had an operation, And survive, where the protocol was to let the child sedate the child and let her die. Right. So the readings are able to see intently into the body, this this super mind, this soul mind, if we will, this clairvoyant mind, and looking at this. uh, When we went there with Donna, I can remember the day when we laid little Sherry down on his bench, or 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 adjustment table, and she's skin and bones. Really, she looked like the worst starvation victim you've ever seen. And I said, "Where do you start?" Right. at the beginning, of course. There you go. Now, this book again
1: dictated to your son Douglas Jr. While you're in a
2: essentially, if well, I'm let me correct you a little bit, Richard. Okay. It was they would uh, the the process is I lay down and go into a state of meditation, uh, if you will, for people who know hypnosis. It's like that. Your your conscious mind is is void. It's it's gone away somewhere. Not really, you're still there as your personality, but it changes and you get into the super subconscious mind. So you're working from the conscious through the subconscious and into the super subconscious or soul mind, which then goes out to the Akashic or other places and gathers this knowledge that's that's available to everybody. While I'm in that state, it's like I'm on hold. And Douglas would ask a question, or the researchers would ask the question, or oh, a good friend and... and uh, researcher Robert Appel would ask questions, and we had a research uh, team uh, with some medical knowledge, and they would ask questions, and the response from those questions is what is in the book. Now, most of it is uh, cleaned up a little bit. It's not verbatim, but we have, when when you buy the book, there is a part of it you can listen to some of the verbatim information. But that's how it was. It's not dictated so much, Richard. It's a, a matter of responses to questions, and they basically chose whatever topics uh, they did. I trusted the research to asked, what, uh, asked the, the questions on the right topics. I didn't have any real input, although a couple of things I said, no, I'd really like to know about inflammation, or i really like to know about this or that. Right. But the point is that,
1: that, that though, it it, it wasn't, this isn't a product of your conscious mind. This is a product of your soul mind uh, or the Akashic record or, or, or what have you.
2: This is, is true. I am not a medical doctor. I've got a Ph.D. in therapeutic counseling. Uh, I've never been medically trained, but you know, 40 years have gone by, so I can keep, you know, keep up there with some of them. I can read X-rays, and when I go to Europe, people bring me their X-rays and show me when I when I do my consultations with them. But it's from a, a, a non-medical authority, right? So, but when you look back and you read, um, um,
1: I'm some amazed of these, when some I read of these some chapters. of that stuff. Yeah, because I, you
2: don't remember it. You don't. This I've, isn't your knowledge. This is right. I sometimes I, I've disagreed with the information. Really? Before. Can you give me an example of that? Not off the top of my head. Let me think for a minute. Um, uh,
1: I don't want to put well, you on the spot, but that's fascinating.
2: No, you you you, ne- you you disagree
1: with some of the information that came out of your soul mind
2: right. that ended up in this <clears> book. <throat> I can give you an example that that's not in the book, but it would be. I always thought that abortion was okay. It was a mother's choice. It was her business. Uh, sorry. I I believed it was up to the woman and it was okay if shit was okay with her. Uh, I didn't like the idea. But the readings came up with an opinion that was different than mine. And now I had to change my point of view. And it was like, okay, this makes sense. And so, uh, because it's a sensitive subject, I don't want to say exactly what it was. But it was like, wow, I never thought of it that way. The the book is uh, it's a little controversial. Um, Some people talk about hybrid uh, food being bad for it. the 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 readings say it's not so bad. Hybrid food? Oh, like GMOs? Yes. And and talks about white vegetables. Don't eat any white vegetables. Well, I like mashed potatoes with a little gravy on it from time to time. Right, <laughs> right. It right. says, don't eat white vegetables. As a matter of fact, it's better to eat the skins of the potato than the potato oh, itself. That's information you got from the Akashic Records. Stay away from white
1: vegetables. That's Exactly, exactly. As All a right.
2: rule of thumb now. You know, we're talking, this, is, this was made uh, to, this book was not for the specialists. It was to the layperson, the average person. Right, right.
1: All right. Um, one of the underlying messages, though, in the book is that the body can heal itself. We have the power to heal ourselves. I want Absolutely. to get into that when we come back. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, the complete New Age health guide. Health tips from the Akashic Record, if you will. 30 years in the making. It's out, fresh, hot off the press. We'll tell you about Douglas's miracle transformation coming up soon here in Toronto as well. Stay with us. The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. And welcome back. Douglas James Cottrell is with us. Canada's Edgar Casey, medical intuitive, transclairvoyant, remote viewer, and healer, and his new book, *The Complete New Age Health Guide*, based on the remarkable deep trance meditation readings of the aforementioned Dr. D- Douglas James Cottrell. Now, the uh, the underlying message of this book is uh, that uh, the body can heal itself; that we have the the power to heal ourselves. How does that work exactly?
2: Uh, this is true. Uh, uh, you can you can help it with uh, th- one of the um, Newest supplements that's out there is called uh, serapeptase. This cleans up the uh, the plaque in the arteries, and it, it actually takes the junk out of your arteries. Uh, meditation can be used for pain control. Monolarin is another product that's mentioned, and it attacks disease in the body without affecting the host. In other words, there's no side effects. Uh, these particular things have been recommended in readings, and people are responding to them, you know. It it just improves the body. These are little things given supplements that are taken. Slippery elm tea, for instance, to uh, calm the stomach down and to stop uh, uh, insomnia, and also to calm people down so they get away from ulcers. Uh, there there is so much that can be done like organically with that. But the the big thing is mind medicine, and we talk about that. Schizophrenia is talked about. Uh, other conditions uh, that that people seem they can't deal with. Well, they can. The mind is the master. The mind's the way. If I can, uh, at 24 years of age, watch a man go into a deep state of meditation or sleep-like state, my daughter's in an institution 200 kilometers away near Belleville, and he's able to tell me everything about her. Not only what happened at birth, which would have been six years previous, but tell me what her condition is at that present time, and then tell me what remedies and, and what would be good for her diet, uh, uh, adjustments, specific adjustments in the body, the cervicals and the lumbars. Uh, and I'm watching this man do this, and I'm testing him. I work for the newspaper, I'm kind of a skeptical guy, and I'm, I'm watching this this man do this, and Sherry's 200 kilometers away, you go like, how can this be, you know? How'd you do that? And so right, all my right. life, it's like, how'd you do that? And so when you start to investigate your own mind, uh, you can see that there's lots of things that you can do just by changing your mind. If it rains outside, who's controlling you, the weather or your mind? The placebo effect, which is, I think, dealt with in the book as well. You know, somebody gives you a sugar pill and and you feel better. Oh, that was just the power of suggestion. Well, give me a bucket full of that suggestion. Right, exactly, you know?
1: exactly. Yeah. So
2: you can control the body, and when you amplify uh, the thoughts with spiritual energy, uh, this is the laying on of hands, if you will. Sometimes it's called chi energy. It could be uh, kundalini energy. There's a variety of names for it. This is the life force inside. If we can redirect that in our body at will, using our mind through meditation— and visualization, we can cure ourselves. Just by sitting down and meditating, you can make headaches go away. Also, in the book, there's a headache pill. It's called a banana, but it has to be <laughs> a has to pill be green. called a banana, it's a green called, banana, okay. a green banana. And so, uh, is it the potassium? Is it the potassium in the well, banana? It, the reading said it had to be green. It had to have the four sides on it. And it gave a specific kind, uh, like, a, like a shape and, and a time for it. So when it's green, it must have something. I think it's more than potassium. But people who have, um, in the book, it's covered pe- for people who have uh, migraines. It talks about the gut and what's going on. Dr. Oz recently talked about leaky gut syndrome. Well, Richard, for years, the readings have been talking about this, and slippery elm tea is one of the remedies for it, and watermelon on how to flush out the, the gut constipation is a huge disease in the body it's not something that's inconvenient this is serious stuff you're not getting the the junk out of the body you're not getting the poisons out where where where's it going if it's not going out it's going in you know gout and arthritic conditions are all related and uh, these are the the poisons being kept in the body this book the complete new age health guide tells you how to get rid of those things through diet or supplements but also it's the mind-body connection. You have more control over your mind. You know, you're in traffic and you're driving along and, and you're getting agitated because traffic's not moving fast enough. What's happening? Well, your intestines are getting in a knot. Your stomach is producing more acidic or fluid. Your blood pressure is going up. By the time you get home, you're a wreck. How can you stop that? Turn on the music. Maybe you have some, uh, a nice uh, fragrance in the car. Maybe you have something, maybe you don't. You don't turn on the phone, you don't start arguing with people, you don't start beeping on the horn. You go like, it's okay, I'm going to get there. And 20 minutes after you should have arrived, you arrive home, you're peaceful, you can digest your dinner nicely, and you're going to get a nice sleep and a night's rest. But just those little things in life, where you, you, you decide in your mind how you're going to react, you don't become triggered, this is key, absolutely key to good health. You don't let yourself get triggered.
1: I began the uh, the uh, the segment talking about you know the uh, this double whammy of all this uh, the sun 's plasma hitting earth 's atmosphere, mm. and of course we had the uh, the northern lights which are in full uh, full form right now but um, the other thing is i 'm wondering whether that cosmic energy uh, we had the the, the super moons in august
2: in September I believe as well uh, whether that can affect us absolutely i 've done uh, i 've found my youtube videos i 've talked about this plasma uh, Explosion from the sun Let me just uh, hold on to it We'll we'll pick that up On the other side Douglas
1: Cottrell The Complete New Age Health Guide Right here in studio Back with more Of The Conspiracy Show
0: Stay a while This is no place For the naive Or the faint hearted The Conspiracy Show With Richard Serrett From Zoomer Radio AM 740
3: It's The Chevrolet 5-Day Ultimate Upgrade Event, which means for 5 days in September, it's your chance to get an ultimate upgrade at your GTA Chevrolet dealer. Drive in a 99 or newer in any maker model, and we'll give you an additional $750 discount. That's on top of 0% financing for 84 months on virtually all 2014 Chevrolets. If you're paying any interest, you're paying too much. So see your GTA Chevrolet dealer today for your ultimate upgrade.
0: Only from September
3: 16th to 20th. OAC. See dealer for details.
1: Look, chocolate, you're very
4: seductive, but no, we're at different points in our lives. Of course, we'll get together again from time to time, you know, when I want something sweet and comforting, and I'll always love you like a friend. But I need someone in my life who can help me make better choices. Welcome to Weight Watchers. It's not a diet.
3: It's everything you need to make healthy changes, lose weight, and enjoy a delicious new relationship with all the foods you love. Join Weight Watchers meetings for free today. Ends October 18th. Must pay applicable meetings fees. Go to weightwatchers.ca for details.
4: What can we say about the brand new One that viewers aren't already telling us? Thank you for bringing TV that is down-to-earth and helpful to me. Jackie from Toronto. Yoga, organic living, and health and beauty made simple. Programming to help you become the person you always wanted to be. Transform yourself with the brand new One. Catch a free channel preview on Rogers 265 and Bell 606. Check your local listings or onetv.ca.
0: Hi, I'm Richard Killen from Richard Killen & Associates. We're a trustee in bankruptcy with offices across the GTA. Nowadays, over half our customers do a consumer proposal. Surprising, isn't it? A consumer proposal provides results without having to go bankrupt, and that's certainly what people seem to want. So call Richard Killen & Associates today for a free consultation. 888-545-5365 Or visit us online at K-I-L-L-E-N It may be the most stress-relieving call you ever make. Where there's smoke, there's the conspiracy show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM seven forty.
1: All right, I want to get back to how I opened the show. I was talking about the uh, the um, all this cosmic energy, uh, whether it's uh, you know solar flares or uh, the, the supermoons, moons, uh, cosmic energy slamming into the Earth's atmosphere. And uh, Douglas, I was wondering uh, because I think there may be some sort of a connection there. Uh, So many people I know uh, talking about this, and I'm experiencing the same thing, suffering from anxiety and and lethargy, and uh, in some cases there's some depression out there with a lot of my friends. Is there a connection?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I have friends around uh, the world that I I communicate with. My friend Maria in Spain is uh, reporting that uh, most of the intuitive people she's in contact with, and, and these are people my age, are feeling anxious uh, they're feeling depressed, almost on the verge of depression. They can't sleep at night. When I'm on my radio show on Thursday nights, people are complaining the same thing. What's this feeling of being lethargic and and, and uh, what's going on? And uh, I have, in other times, predicted about sunspot activity and how it was going to increase. And not too long ago, the sun changed its polarity. North went to south and south went to north. There are huge uh, celestial things happening. And I think we're in... Uh, uh, time and space that we 've never the, that the our solar system hasn 't been in we 're in a brand new area and if you look around what 's happening in the world uh, the the uh, political uh, situations that we 're in the circumstances of the world back you you won 't find any other time in history like this time. this is a complete different time was the the amount of uh, of of nitpicking, taxation on the poor, uh, the attitudes of people one to another. There's a carelessness, a thoughtlessness. There's an evil out there. But there's also, on the other side, people trying to help and do good and rescue and, and try to save things, save the world. We have a classic, you know, the sons of one, uh, the law of one and the sons of, uh, of uh, Begal fighting back and forth, or, if you will, light and darkness. But we're in a, we're in a place now where the sun is exploding, and if you look at some of those NASA pictures, you can see the magnetic field, if you will, around the world tipping over as if a candle is being blown out. And whatever part of the world is facing the sun when that hits us, those people are are decimated. They're, they're just it's just you know like the life goes out of you. Now we're bombarded by all kinds of EMF and and other. Uh, saturation microwaves. I mean, you, know, you look outside and you've got, you got a microwave tower beside your house. Right, right. Well, if it's right beside your house, you're okay because it's going over top of you. <laughs> but across the street, they're getting blasted. So we're, we're getting used to all these things and these computer radiations and cell phone radiations and all that. But when this stuff hits us from the sun, it's really bad. So look in. You can see the NASA photographs. So you can see the stuff coming. And it, you can see the, the solar flares. The plasma eruptions are a thousand times greater than they've ever been in the past. How do you how do you protect yourself against that stay kind of cosmic? In, stay inside. And if you can get into a place where there's a lot of uh, copper mesh or metal, it stops it. Make but yourself if, a Faraday cage. Yeah, you can have a little cage and we know that you know that radio waves don't go through things like that, but if you're inside, you're shielded. I mentioned to you also uh the, you take lots of iodine by the way. Iodine, okay. Yeah. Uh, this whole getting back to this whole six 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 thing
1: and this waitress with the six 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 necklace that came up to us, and uh, so I, I I was driving into the uh, to another studio to do the the coast to coast program, knowing that I was going to bring this up during the open lines, and um, but I was so anxious and nervous about doing that show, and I've done coast to coast now uh, you know over a dozen times, and uh, I've sort of gotten over that hump of being you know anxious about it, but that particular night I was so. Anxious and nervous and feeling lethargic, and I called the Mighty Aphrodite, and she thought, "Well, maybe you know, because you know, you're going to be talking about you know who, the Antichrist, six six six. Maybe you've opened yourself up to something." And she started reciting the Jesus prayer and all that. I, I know you, you we're like minded and we believe in the unseen world. Talk to me a little bit about what might have been going on there.
2: Well, there is, uh, you know, it's, it's real. There is the astral world. There is a place where. Um, These misguided souls go, and um, the thing to remember is they're not powerful. You know, in the beginning there was the Word. In the beginning there was God. There never was in the beginning there was God. And oh, by the way, there's another devil God. Just in the beginning there was God. So these mischievous entities that are out there, uh, and there are mischievous, misguided entities, they are blind. We think that they're like us, but they're not. Close your eyes. And what do you see? Black. This is the dimension that these disembodied souls live. Now, we all will become disembodied souls sooner or later when we die. Most of us will rise up to the higher dimensions, into the heavens. Some of us who are not too smart when we were here, you don't get smarter or better or more loving when you die, they'll be locked into the lower, lower uh, worlds or realms, the astral plane and the earthbound planes. They are blind. So if you are afraid of them, or if you give in to them and become, you know, uh, thinking about them, they—it's like sending up a flare. They see the light and they come at you. And if you're an alcoholic, like moths
1: to a flame,
2: like moths to a flame, or serpents, they come after you. And they are like serpents. They look like serpents. They're cloudy, but they are nothing. They are weak. They are misguided. They are afraid. But they are coming to you because they can feel or sense your emotions. So the best thing to do, as I said, emotions are the constructive and destructive forces. The best is to be loving and happy, and they run away. They're afraid of light, the positive light, the loving light. But when you're afraid, when you're anxious, it, they just come at you. And when you know, you're on the air and there are a lot of people listening to you, all those people are thinking about you. And in the early days, when you get into radio or you get into public eye, you know, you, you can actually go home. You're whacked because so many people are talking about you. And, uh, you know, all these minds, these telepathic minds going back and forth. But as you grow into that and you become more famous and you become, uh, you know, in that, in that realm, if you will, then you can go in front of 10,000 people. It doesn't bother you. But, if it, you know, the day one when you went out there, all those people are looking at you on stage or thinking about you. It's like they're taking energy away. So it's the same on the other side. Uh, but don't, fear, don't be afraid of them. I've done expulsions, and when we do our Miracle Transformation event on October the 4th here at the Holiday Inn in Toronto, uh, by the way, it's going to be about 1.30 in the afternoon till 5, uh, we're going to do spiritual healing. We're going to do laying on of hands. We're going to create that energy, and it's going to go through the body, and you can do self-healing, You know, like Reiki, spiritual healing, laying of hands, energy work. It's all the same and that's the thing is to get down to the simple simple things so don't be afraid of the darkness don't give in to when somebody says oh my god the devil's out there because in my life in 40 years and i've been you know there where everybody's asked those questions i've come to the conclusion by experience that these misguided souls are just that they're misguided they don't know what to where they're going or what to do so just keep away from them don't think about them Don't try to send them light. Don't try to send them love. Don't try to do anything. Just stay away from them. If you do have an encounter with them, say the simple prayer, God Almighty, please protect me from any and all negative influences, regardless of source. Amen. And that's it. They are gone.
1: Uh, We should just mention that Miracle Transformation event again. That's October the 4th at the Wellesley Room in the Holiday Inn on Carlton. And that's right at the Young Subway Station. That's exactly right. All right, and we're going to be
2: there at one thirty, and we're going to do a miracle transformation event, and I'll have copies of my book there, and uh, we're going to talk about some of this stuff, uh, the psychic intuitive uh, material. We're going to be there for a full day. It's going to be exciting.
1: I, I know uh, a lot of this is in the book as well. You talk about uh, not only the, you know the, the body's uh, power to heal itself and, and and so forth, but there's a lot in here about. Complementary natural medicines, organic oils, herbs, teas, tinctures, other products, and uh, you've got um, something called the Avatar Life Force.
2: Yeah, we've hooked up with Michael in Texas, who is uh, uh, AvatarLifeForce com. Uh, it's almost up and running. He's put it together. He's working very hard on it. So if you if you want more information, you can go info at. Uh, avatarlifeforce.com and Michael will be there to direct you. You can go and have a look at it. It's it's up there in a catalog form right now uh, and I encourage you to do so. It's it's based on many of the remedies that are here. One of the things if you have arthritis, you can take iodine and that seems to help arthritis. This book has little tips about things that can help serious diseases and Michael is putting together things like uh, like serapeptase and, and uh, monolarin and some of the other you know essential oils and he's really working very hard to make this a success and it's based on the complete new age health guide remedies.
1: You, you, you and I are again on the same page I think that food is medicine. Absolutely, and uh, right. there's mm-hmm. something that is a very popular diet out now it's called uh, the paleo diet. Talk to me a little bit about uh, that because that came through to you as well in in the uh, in these from well, your soul
2: mind. Yeah, well, uh, let, let's let me just put it this way. You know, everybody has different uh, body shapes or body uh, types, and so to take a to take a diet, uh, it, it's better to eat something of everything than than try to try to scale it down. So if I can put it that way, Mediterranean diet's a, a good diet. Um, various foods are medicine. So depending on what you're lacking, and you can have your body, uh, with your hair or your fingernails, you can find out what minerals you're lacking and what foods you make or vitamins you're lacking. Then you can go for that. So, I mean, I'm just trying to be general here, right, but, right. but, uh, I don't want people to think that you have to go on a special diet. Some people say you have to go on a special diet to be more spiritual. You can't drink alcohol. You have to abstain from intercourse and things like that. Well, a little of everything is better, you know, limits on desires. And, um, what about um, what did the
1: soul mind say about uh, raw food? That's kind of a, raw food a, a is really now.
2: that's how we that's where we came from. You know, raw food is. Uh, we used to go and grab something off a tree. We would pull something out of the ground. So raw food is good. And, and what it would say is the freshest variety that's grown in the vicinity in which the body resides. Right, the hundred mile diet, as they call mm-hmm. it now. Exactly. You know, when I was in Campbellford uh, yesterday, I was visiting my uh, my parents' grave. Um, and I wanted to find a a place to get flowers. I hadn't been to Camelford in years since my grandparents died, or or my father, actually, was the last we were there. And so uh, I just let my my fingers do the walking more like my mind do the walking, and I ended up at a place called Earth Angel. And uh, the lady there, Jody, did a fantastic uh, stone uh, topper for my my mother, for the, the gravestone for my mother, and my father, <clears throat> and uh, we also had a little bouquet down there. But it was just, if you let your mind go around, you will end up in the right place. Like I did when I needed these flowers going to a strange town with no, I didn't even know where the flower shops were going to be. I know I I did get on my phone, and guess what came up? Earth Angel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that was a very good place. Anyway, Michael is putting uh, Avatar Life Force together, and my son Doug has ManyMansionsPress.com. And you can email info at uh, dot com, and you can get a lot more information uh, about this book. This is an amazing book. I mean, I know I wrote it, sort of. Your soul mind wrote <laughs> it. <laughs> sort of. You were there. Yeah. it's uh, When I say to all my books, like the New Renaissance uh, uh, book or the Secrets of Life book, that, um, you know, is one of these are the only books that are ever written by somebody that's asleep. But you, you don't want to read it that way.
1: <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, well, listen. Again, congratulations on the complete New Age Health Guide, and uh, October the fourth, the Miracle Transformation Event at the Wellesley Room in the Downtown Holiday Inn, Carlton Street, right at Young Street, one thirty p.m. Uh, in the meantime, they can go to and learn I can more do about more
2: information. You. We're going to do spiritual healing laying on of hands for for people where actual miracles occur. Uh, I don't promise anything because the uh, the spiritual healing is between you and God Almighty, but it's a Christian-based service, uh, which I am. I'm a, I'm a minister. But if you want to come and you want to try out this uh, spiritual energy, like we we used to come to Toronto on a regular basis, and and I go to Europe, you know, and, and faraway countries like Poland and Norway, and Spain, of course, at, uh, and Argentina. If you want to come and see me there, I'll be pleased to be there. It's it's uh, something to come and have a look. There's, not a, uh, there's no uh, fee at the door or anything like that. It's going to be by donation. So uh, come down and see us there, and we we'll would be pleased to, to show you the book, uh, of course, which is how we make our livelihood. But also uh, maybe we can help you get that, that spiritual energy, that shot of energy that's going to change your life. All right, thanks for hanging out with me uh,
1: once again, uh, Douglas. Always a pleasure to have you here with us. And again, congratulations to the Complete New Age Health Guide based on the remarkable deep trance meditation readings of Douglas James Gattrall. Thank you, my friend. The website, richardserrett.com, your portal to this uh, very radio program. And say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett. And as always, follow the truth. Hey there. Thanks for inviting me into your home. I've been receiving a, a few emails over the last couple of weeks about the spinning globe that's part of the, uh, the conspiracy show logo on my website, richardserrett.com. You've probably seen it. It's, uh, it's the logo for the conspiracy show, not the TV show logo, which is kind of a new and updated version. But if you go to richardserrett.com, there's that spinning globe that's being held by hand, right? That's our, our logo. And, uh, and a number of you have pointed out quite correctly, that the Earth, the globe, is spinning in the wrong direction, as, from, as seen from space. And I've been meaning to talk about this on air, but I keep forgetting. And then I received another email tonight, uh, which has served to jog my memory. Yes, you are correct. The Earth rotates from the west towards the east. So as viewed from the North Star or the pole star, Polaris, the Earth actually turns counterclockwise. But the globe again, which is part of the Conspiracy Show logo on richardserrett.com. Again, not the new logo on the TV show website, conspiracyshow.com. But uh, the, the, the globe clearly is spinning clockwise from east to west. And some of you have been wondering, you know, was that a mistake? No, it's not. It's intentional. And, for, and good for you for spotting it, though. Uh, the idea is that on this program, we talk about being, there, there being something wrong with the world. Remember Morpheus from The Matrix. He said it all. You're here because you know something, and what you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You've felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It's this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? I suspect many of you do. Uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley will be here at the bottom of the hour. She joins us once a month with something we call the Paranormal News Roundup. Some great stories. Uh, You've heard no doubt about this amateur sleuth in Great Britain who supposedly has cracked the Jack the Ripper case 126 years later. Uh, Supposedly he's used DNA to identify the notorious Ripper. Uh, And this is incredible. Did you hear about this guy in Australia? He woke up from a coma and he started speaking fluent Mandarin. We'll talk about that, too. Rosemary Ellen Guiley at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Once again, don't miss this week's conspiracy show on Vision TV. Uh, In fact, it airs tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern across Canada. Uh, This is the episode regarding John Lennon and whether or not he was targeted for assassination. A couple of weeks ago, we aired our episode on the Obama birth certificate flap. And after the episode aired in Canada, I started getting calls from the media down in the United States. They had heard about this episode and they wanted me to talk about it because there aren't a lot of TV shows in the U.S., at least on the mainstream media down there, that have been dedicating uh, 22 and a half minutes of of network airtime to examine the case. And this past Wednesday, I think it was, I was invited on to the Peter Boyle's morning show – which is on KNUSAM 710 out of uh, Denver, Colorado. And Peter and I spent about an hour talking about it. And I got a lot of email and a lot of tweets, some positive, some negative, asking me why I'm still talking about the birth certificate. Well, it hasn't gone away. Far from it. Uh, You may not have heard about it in the mainstream media, but it's not. It hasn't disappeared. In fact, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, uh, from Maricopa County down in Arizona has this cold case squad or a posse, if you will. And a uh, posse isn't just something, something from TV, from the old westerns. Uh, in Arizona, it's actually a constitutional uh, constitutional thing. I mean, you know, they form these legal entities called posses to, uh, to help uh, law enforcement investigate cases. So they have this cold case posse and they've been investigating the, uh, the Obama birth certificate conducting a forensic investigation into it, and their chief investigator, Lieutenant Mike Zulo, who's a former uh, law enforcement official from New Jersey, and his team, they've concluded the long-form birth certificate is, in fact, a forgery. Not only that, but they say they're getting close to revealing who was responsible for creating the forged document. And there is uh, a gentleman by the name of Reed Hayes, who is a certified handwriting analyst and forensic document examiner. And he worked or has worked repeatedly uh, for Perkins Coie. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Perkins Coie. They're a law firm. And... Um, uh, he th- in fact perkins coy defended uh, president obama in his legal jousts on the birth certificate matter over the last 5 years so this forensic document investigator working for the law firm that has been defending president obama on this uh, birth certificate flap and reed hayes has apparently provided the cold case posse with an affidavit in which he states that this birth certificate is 1,000% a forgery, and not a very good one at that. So again, this issue is still very much alive. And I've got a gentleman on the line right now uh, who is called to speak on, uh, on behalf of uh, Lieutenant Mike Zulow from time to time, and he's here to bring us up to speed on the latest with regards to the Obama birth certificate. He's no stranger to this program. Carl Gallops is the longtime senior pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church, He's the author of the bestseller *The Rabbi Who Found Messiah*, and additionally, he's a conference leader, evangelist, Christian media icon, former law enforcement official. He's one of the founders of video teaching material to the world-famous P. P. Simmons YouTube ministry and Biblical Apologetics Channel. He's a graduate of Florida State University and the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, and as I say, often asked to speak on behalf of Mike Zulo, the lead investigator of *Show of Joe Arpaio's Cold Case Posse*. Carl Gallup's. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, Richard. Uh, God bless you, man. Thank you for having me on the show tonight. It is good to be back with you.
1: Not at all. Now, uh, respond just in a general way, and then we'll get into. We'll drill down a little deeper to those uh, who say, "Listen, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio and his cold case posse—they don't have anything. If they did, they would have. They would have taken it." Uh, to a uh, a county prosecutor or a state prosecutor by now, uh, and they haven't. And here we are like three years later, and they still haven't presented uh, this evidence. If they've got it, why don't they present it?
3: Yeah. Well, just very generally, as you asked me to, I will respond, and then we can get more specific later. First of all, listen, I understand those who have that concern. I understand the angst that is out there uh, uh, among the public, particularly in America. But people who say that, what you just said – and by the way, that was a a great um, assessment. That was a great – Um, uh, conglomeration of of what they're saying. They're they're just wrong. Uh, That statement is an out-of-context statement because there is a context to this. As you said, this has been going on for three years. Let me give a quick, quick update on the context. When it all started, Joe Arpaio uh, immersed himself in this study of this long-form birth certificate that was released based upon a, a, um, a, 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 a oh, goodness, what's it called? Uh, citizens that uh, petitioned him, a 250-signature petition from citizens in his county, they felt that they might have been defrauded in the last presidential or the first presidential election if in fact uh, this birth certificate that he put up and said this was his identifying document if in fact it was a fake and a forgery well Arpaio kept going to these Tea Party meetings and uh, you know uh, re-election campaign meetings and he kept being asked what do you know about the birth certificate and he, he didn't know much about it I mean sheriff of Maricopa County why would he care about a birth certificate of the president but finally he was given this petition hundreds of signatures on it so he said okay look I'll investigate it. You know, so he put together his cold case posse, which is a constitutional investigative uh, committee uh, with uh, attorneys and law enforcement. Uh, Lieutenant Mike Zulo was was placed as the uh, the chief, the head of it, and and Arpaio is on record, and Zulo is on record stating that, look, uh, please, I want to be the sheriff that exonerates the, the president on this birth certificate thing. He said, I'm tired of going to Tea Party meetings and not being able to talk about what I want to talk about. It always turns to this uh, birth certificate. He says, show me that this birth certificate is legitimate, and we can be done with it once and for all. Mike Zulo has testified publicly many times on my radio program and on many other radio and television programs that when he first got involved, uh, he, he also thought you know how how could the president of the united states submit a forged birth certificate and put it on the white house website surely this will be easy to prove that it is an absolute uh, legitimate birth certificate so that's how this investigation started well just a couple of days into it they discovered through some forensic examination just basic forensic examination with digital document experts that the thing was a fraud it was a fabrication it was a forgery so they went back to the sheriff and said, Sheriff, sit down. We've got some bad news. And the sheriff said, What are you talking about? And Zulo said, This thing is a fraud. It's a forgery. And, and the sheriff said, Oh, my gosh. So anyway, bottom line is they then immersed themselves in months and months of really nailing it down and proving it. They, they had two back-to-back news conferences at which the mainstream media, they showed up. But instead of asking legitimate questions, Richard, you you know, they're on film. Anybody can go watch these uh, media conferences on P.P. Simmons and BirthReport.com and and other places. Breitbart had them. Um, The media mocked him. They said, what authority do you have to investigate this? I mean, here is the sheriff presenting all of this forensic evidence, proving that the birth certificate is a forgery and a fraud. And instead of the mainstream media saying, oh, my gosh, we've been duped, they said – What authority do you have? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It it, it was obvious that the media was somehow in the tank for him. So the bottom line I'm trying to tell you, Richard, and your audience is, that from that point forward, uh, the cold case posse never gave up. The sheriff's office didn't give up. They immersed themselves in discovering further evidence. That's why there's this three-year period. And here's what happened. Here's where it turned a corner. Last year, around September or October, Mike Zulo. ...through various media outlets... ...including my radio show... ...and the P.P. Simmons News and Ministry Network... ...announced and Arpaio confirmed it. In fact, Arpaio was on my show one time... ...and they confirmed that in March of 2014... ...they planned on coming forward... ...with more information that they had found... ...that was uh, just mind-boggling information... ...they both said, things they had run across... ...and things they had discovered... ...that were just unbelievable. And in March of 2014 they were planning on releasing this. But as January rolled around, December, January, February, several huge breaks occurred. And amazing, universe-shattering information is what Mike Zullo called it came forward. All right, let's just
1: take a timeout here. Let me jump in, Carl. We'll take a timeout, and we'll, uh, on that cliffhanger note, when we reconnoiter on the other side of this break, Carl Gallops will tell us a little bit more about what that earth-shattering information might be as we discuss. Yes, we're discussing it once again. It's not going away. The President Barack Obama birth certificate flap. Back with the latest here on The Conspiracy Show, my name is Richard Serrett. Hey, before I get back to my conversation with Carl Gallup's about the Barack Obama birth certi- certificate flap, this following on the heels of uh, our recent airing of uh, the episode on The Conspiracy Show, uh, I just wanted to mention once again the Follow the Truth Tour, or the Follow the Truth Summit. Uh, if you go to followthetruth.tv my uh, all-day conference happening in November, and you go on that website, followthetruth.tv, there's a question there for you. Scroll down, find the question that's related to the subject matter we'll be discussing at the all-day conference. And if you call Tim Spreen, my producer in studio, be one of the first two callers with the answer to that question, 416-360-0740, or toll-free 1-866-740-4740, With the correct answer, you'll get a a pair of passes to uh, Follow the Truth, the Conspiracy Show Summit, again, Sunday, November the 16th, at the Regent Theatre in Oshawa. All right, back to Carl Gallups. Now, um, Sheriff Joe Arpeo and uh, his lead investigator, Lieutenant Mike Zullo, were to basically drop this bombshell uh, in March of 2014, which, of course, it didn't happen. Uh, So I guess the question is why didn't it happen, and what's happened in the interim?
3: Yes, yes. Well, as I was saying earlier, and by the way, Richard, thank you so much for having me on your show and giving me this opportunity. Um, Yes, uh, so in 2014, in the beginning of 2014, uh, as I was saying right before we went to break, a, a, a whole new batch of evidence and information was brought forward and or discovered. I mean, both of those things happened documented, hardcore, hard-copy documented, that morphed this uh, case of, of trying to determine the legitimacy of this birth certificate into something much, much bigger. And in fact, the information that came was turned over to Sheriff Joe Arpaio and and. From that, he has opened up an entirely new branch of criminal investigation that goes and connects all the way to the White House of, of of what they believe to be criminal activity in Maricopa County that goes directly to the jurisdiction of Sheriff Joe Arpaio. So so that is huge. And Sheriff Joe Arpaio has, has been on media and has been public saying that he has another branch of criminal investigation going that is huge and it came from information that was gleaned as this birth certificate investigation took this huge turn, a, a right turn, a good turn and that just delved them into the depths of the darkness of this case and in the meantime, um, so Zulo continues to who works directly under Sheriff Joe Arpaio, and he's assigned specifically to the birth certificate investigation. That investigation has gone very deep, and as Zulo has said, it has become very dark. That is, it's uh, it's, it's earth-shattering information they have uncovered. He says it is history-making. It's something that this nation has never dealt with before. And so, in the meantime, they had to vet that information, and they had to run their forensics, and they had to do all of their proper uh, investigation. Because, see, the thing is, Richard, it, you know, it, they're only going to get one chance at this. I mean, if they bring it forward prematurely, and particularly on top of what they now know and how huge this is, if they just bring it forward roughshod and 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 you know and, and halfway done. Um, you know, it could be, it could blow up in their face. They could be made laughing sure. it's all over with.
1: Sure. Well, here's but the way I look not. at it. Here's the way I look at it, Carl. Yeah. Uh, either uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio and his team, uh, the Cold Case Posse, have have a case. Yep. They've got the evidence, and yep. that's real. In which yep. case, then it demands media attention. Or right. if it's if it's a fabrication, then we have a a, a major. Uh, law enforcement official and his team of investigators that are perpetrating a hoax, and that demands media attention, but yes. we 're not getting either
3: yes no you're you're exactly right richard very very astute, you have nailed it, and you you know in in the world uh, that listens to my media presentations, they know that my integrity is all important to me. But prior to being in the ministry, I was in Florida law enforcement for 10 years, so I have a lot of law enforcement experience. I've been to Washington, D.C. with Mike Zulo. Mike Zulow and I talk almost every single day, literally. I talked to him twice today. I talked to him yesterday for over an hour for For years, we've been talking every day. We've been in and out of the Capitol together. We've been in and out of congressional offices together. I know what's going on. Mike Zulo and I communicate. We're good friends. And I'm telling your audience, they have information. This is not a hoax. And you're right. It would have to be one of those two. So what I'm saying to your audience is, be patient. Let this investigation run its course They were announcing to the world that they were going to bring the information in March of 2014, but they couldn't because of what else they uncovered, and they had to get to the bottom of it. They're almost to the bottom of it now. Arpaio was on Fox News several months ago saying that they were almost to the bottom, that they actually now were on the trail. They knew who actually perpetrated the hoax. And hinted that it was huge. The information was going to blow uh, America away when they uh, when they were um, it, it, it told of who was involved in all of this. And in the meantime, Mike Zulo has been to Washington D.C. five times in the last couple of months, uncovering more information, meeting with very high uh, uh, government officials who are now involved in this. And this is something Mike Zulo has just uh, revealed uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, in various media outlets, and Arpaio and Zulu both have said that this information is going to come forward. All and right. it's going to come within months.
1: Now, so, I w- sorry, Carl. When when I did the uh, the, the TV episode on this, uh, and I interviewed Phil Berg, who some consider the sort of the father of the birth, uh, birther movement, the uh, former uh, deputy um, uh, yeah, Philip Berg, attorney uh-huh. general from Pennsylvania, uh-huh. uh, a, a registered Democrat and a and a, and a lifelong member of the NAACP. For those who think that this is racially or politically motivated, I, I also interviewed Carl Denninger. Yes, Carl Denninger is also considered the father of the tea party but this was the the tea party that was not about you know guns gods, god god right. and gays this was the the tea party in its early genesis that was strictly about you know responsible spending and the like right. and uh and and of course deniger you know uh, is very familiar with uh, uh, he, he runs a number of online tech companies and so forth uh and, and, and at that stage, when this episode was, 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 was uh, put together, we were still talking about things like o- on the document. There, there were nine layers that appeared to be visible there, that you, you can't take a, a paper document, run it through a Xerox copy, and, and have it look like that. Right. That, it, that it appeared there were something like on the order of nine separate layers, which would tend to suggest this thing was pieced together in a computer. Yes. Uh, now, it has been suggested by some. Uh, in fact, there was someone from, who worked with Adobe who said, no, that's not necessarily true. You can, in, in fact, create something that looks like this with the layering effect from an original paper document run through a Xerox machine. Yep. The no, other thing no. that, that we focused on in that episode and, and Deniger pointed out was what appeared to be the presence of kerning in the typeface on the document, which suggests... Uh, you can explain a little bit more about kerning, but it it would suggest that it was not typed out by a manual typewriter back in 1961, but something that could only have been produced by a word processor. I've been told that that's not true. There were manual typewriters from the 50s and the 60s that were capable of kerning. So let's start first with the layering, and then I'll get you to refer to the kerning.
3: Yeah, well, okay, and I'll be glad to address that, but I can tell you at this point, the investigation has moved so far beyond those matters that, it's, that, that that stuff almost doesn't even matter anymore. But since you've asked, I, I will tell you that, yes, the layering and, and all of the anomalies – I forgot how many there were now – but every one of them have been, have been tediously gone through for, with deep forensics for several years – some of the anomalies they've discovered did not have near the sensational uh, uh, impact that they thought, but many of them did and do, and they have proven forensically. Uh, the, uh, Mike Zulu has said 1,000% that this is a forgery of fabrication. The kerning, uh, listen, kerning, true kerning, where letters uh, purposely nudge up, and overlap each other. In other words, you could have an N, and then right behind it a J, where the bottom of the J purposely nudges up and comes underneath the N. That can only be done with electronic means of, 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 uh, and computer-generated uh, typing. Now, the old manual typewriters could not do true kerning. But the old manual typewriters, from time to time, could produce uh, letters that, that, that squunched up on each other and, and that even overlapped a little bit in each other's spaces. That's correct. But true kerning could not be done until the invention of the electronic uh, means of producing these letters. But again, let me just say, this investigation is so far beyond that. The, wor- the words universe-shattering and earth-shattering information of, of, of how all of this came together, who put it together, what's going on, who was involved, what was involved, is 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 mind-blowing. And once these uh, conferences are held, the public will then know and understand that. Now, y- you mentioned at the very beginning of the show, Reed Hayes, who works for per- worked did a lot of work for Perkins Coy out of Hawaii. Reed Hayes is a card-carrying Democrat, card-carrying liberal, card-carrying Obama supporter. And here's how he got involved. He was a, is a digital document expert, one of the premier digital document experts in the United States. He's written several of the premier handbooks on digital document investigation. He is certified to testify before um, federal courts in our land and has done so. And he worked for the for the agency, the the law firm that actually defended Obama's birth certificate in the first three, four, five years of his presidency, as you said. But here's what happened: once Mike Zulo, and this has been a couple of years ago, started uncovering all of this information, and this is before the universe-shattering information. He issued a challenge. He said, look, Mike Zullo said, I just want to get to the bottom of this. I'm an investigator. This is not political. If somebody can step forward and prove to us forensically and sign affidavits and show us your forensics uh, that this birth certificate is legitimate, I will drop the case and I will publicly announce it. Reed Hayes called him and took him up on his challenge. So Reed Hayes signed all the proper paperwork. All of Zullo's information was turned over to Reed Hayes. The deal was that Reed Hayes had to publish in an affidavit form his findings, good, bad, ugly, whatever. Reed Hayes investigated it, sent a 40 page affidavit to Mike Zulo, which he now has in his possession as part of the evidentiary, uh, evidentiary trail. Reed Hayes signed a 40 page affidavit. Testifying that the document was a 100 percent forged fabrication, uh, in, and 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 um, just a, it was a fake. So I mean that, and that's not even the earth shattering information. That's just a little piece. That's just a little part of the evidence they've been collecting. So, so the naysayers really, really are off base on some of these things that they're claiming. This Xerox machine uh, debacle that you mentioned about a Xerox machine being able to p- produce that. I'm not at liberty to say what they did, but The the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office investigative team, they investigated that to the hilt. I mean, spent tons of money, uh, uh, ran all manner of tests using the very uh, Xerox machine that was mentioned. And absolutely, you cannot produce the anomalies that are on that birth certificate by making a pass, uh, uh, making a copy of a birth certificate. It cannot be done. And so that is false information. The other thing I, I, really is important for your audience to know, Richard, this investigation with Ar, uh, Arpaio and Zulu is not a birther investigation. It truly is not about where Obama was born. That really hasn't even come up in this investigation. It is about... First of all, Arpaio's criminal investigation with criminal activity the White House has allegedly been involved in in Maricopa County. And secondly, is this document the only identifying document that Obama has ever brought forward to the public? Is it a forgery? Is it a fake? Is it a fabrication? Now, you know, if we discover where he was born after that, then that's okay. But this is not a birther thing. This is about a criminal offense committed upon the American public. And I want to remind your audience... The first birthers was not Philip Berg. The first birthers was Obama himself, followed by Hillary Clinton. Let me explain. From 1991 to 2007, acton deistel Publishers published in their publishing pamphlet about a new young author they had named Barack Obama, and in all of their literature for all of those years, 16, 17 years, until he ran for president, all of their literature said Barack Obama, raised in Hawaii, born in Kenya. So Barack Obama had to have approved that biography. I'm a best-selling author. I have several best-selling books. My biography is in my books. My publishers um, edit them, but I have to approve them. So for 16, 17 years, Barack Obama told the world in print – through his official publishers, that he was born in Kenya.
1: His editor now, said that that was a, uh, a fact-checking error.
3: Yes, absolutely, and I understand. But here's the deal. Again, I'm a best-selling author. I know what my biography says. I can't imagine that for 17 years my biography – and I was born in Florida, by the way – if my biography said I was born in, 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 in uh, Australia. For 17 years, I, I wouldn't catch that.
0: Right, right. Uh, here's I, the th- other thing.
3: Th- Here's, unfathomable. Here's but. the other
1: thing, Carl, though. There was, a, and I sent you a copy of this, and you, but you'd already seen it, of course. It yes. was a 1990 uh, New York Times article. We're almost out yes. of time here. Uh, when uh, Barack Obama was named as the first African-American to be named to the Harvard Law Review as editor, uh, yes. there was a, an interview and a write-up in the New York Times, and it mentioned in 1990 that he was born in Hawaii.
3: Yes. so oh, I'm very familiar with that. And so my point is, that either Barack Obama was born in Kenya, because that's what he and his publishers said for 17 years, or he is a deceiver, uh, a liar, um, an opportunist who let that fly for 16, 17 years because he thought it made him look good to a certain audience. Either way, it doesn't bode well for him. But the point I'm making is that's not conclusive proof that he was born in Kenya, just because his publishers had that. But the point I'm making is people that call folks like me and 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 Zulow birthers we we're, we're not birthers we're, we're We're not out here proclaiming where he was born or where he wasn't. Uh, Obama, it was the first birther. Now, the second big birther was Hillary Clinton, and by the way, this is backed up with uh <clears throat> excuse me with uh, uh hardball. Uh, Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Matthews, Matthews.
1: Hardball. Please. Carl, uh, listen. I'm I'm sorry to, to jump in and cut you short. I'm running out of time here. I you yeah. will we'll have to pick this up in another time. Listen, this is not dead. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop covering it, despite what the, the nasty emails say. And I appreciate your time. We'll uh, oh, we'll, oh, we'll oh, to I be continued.
3: It, I'm sorry we ran out of time, but thank you for having me. No worries.
1: Carl Gallup's, senior pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church, best-selling author of The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, and spokesperson for Mike Zullo, lead investigator of the. Cold Case Posse. Back with more with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, our Paranormal News Roundup, right here. Rosemary Ellen Guiley is one of the leading experts on the paranormal with more than 50 books published by major houses on a wide range of paranormal, spiritual, and mystical topics, including nine single volume encyclopedias, Her work is translated into 15 languages. She's worked full-time in the paranormal since 1983, researching, investigating, writing, and presenting and teaching. Her present work focuses on interdimensional entity contact experiences of all kinds. She has done groundbreaking research on shadow people and the djinn. Hey, Rosemary, how are you?
4: I'm doing well, Richard. It's been a very busy summer, and I'm getting ready for a busy fall.
1: Yeah, you got the Mothman Festival coming up very shortly, down in Virginia.
4: Mothman next Mothman next week and I've been there every year since two thousand four.
1: And didn't you meet your uh your husband down at the Mothman Festival?
4: We did. We met actually in two thousand four, which was the very first year for both of us to attend the festival, so uh it has a special significance now. Uh, since we got married a little over a year ago, going back to Mothman is kind of like, uh, you know, it's got a romantic edge
1: to it, too, now. Absolutely. Listen, a huge story. We talked a couple of months ago uh, about researchers in England who had managed to narrow down the actual neighborhood, uh, maybe even the actual street, where they suspect... The infamous Jack the Ripper lived, uh, although the, uh, the houses, that street has been totally uh, demolished. But now, but now the Daily Mail, this is a real bombshell, has announced that Jack the Ripper has been unmasked. And an amateur sleuth, apparently, has used DNA to, to, to break through and identify Britain's most notorious criminal 126 years after a string of terrible murders. Uh, tell me about this amateur sleuth and how he solved it.
4: Well, he says that he purchased a shawl belonging to one of the victims and that he was able to do DNA evidence. He was able to obtain uh, DNA samples that he identified as belonging to the victim. This was, um, I believe it was the fourth victim, Catherine Eddowes. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. And then he also uh, found semen stains, he said, and got DNA off that and positively identified it to one of the suspects from back then, who was a Polish immigrant. His name was Aaron Kosminski, and he was considered a suspect at the time. He was a rather violent individual and wound up being incarcerated in lunatic asylums where he actually died. But even as good as this story sounds, the ripperologists out there are saying, not so fast. We don't know this for sure, and for several good reasons. One is um, this fellow did not allow any uh, secondary tests. No one else replicated his results. And uh, another very good reason, the actual um, authenticity of the shawl has been in doubt. It's never been conclusively proved uh, to be her shawl. It's allegedly her shawl. Uh, that was passed on down um, until it was purchased by, by this fellow, Russell Edwards, uh, and there were forensic tests done, according to other news reports, about a year ago that failed to prove conclusively that this was actually her shawl. So there are still lots of questions here, but uh, someone did bring up the point that Um, now that we have this very sophisticated um, methodology for DNA samples, and I'm a big fan of uh, crime shows and forensic file shows and things like that, and it's amazing what they can do, um, that uh, if Aaron Kosminski was Jack the Ripper, then he would have left DNA evidence on other items of clothing, too, related to victims. So if there are other pieces that have been preserved Uh, from some of the other murder victims. uh, That would be one way of proving this conclusively. But unfortunately, I'd say we're a long way off from proof yet, and probably a lot of ripperologists would rather have it that way.
1: Uh, So many questions. Uh, We'll take a time out, and and we've got so many other stories to discuss. But before we leave this one, first, my first impression is, why didn't anyone think about this before? Why has it taken... You know, I I understand that DNA, uh, you know, testing for DNA has only really uh, come to the fore in the last maybe 30 years. But it's taken till now for someone to actually to come up with this idea. And then the other thing is, as you say, um, you know, this is not a, a done deal. One would suspect, you know, they were able to shoot down the DNA evidence in the O.J. Simpson trial uh, 126 years later. I mean, how how reliable? is the dna sample i mean it, it, it must have been handled countless times and and uh, i would imagine it'd be very corrupted
4: well that's what some of the experts are saying is that this uh, cl- piece of clothing has been so contaminated for more than a century it would be difficult to prove mu- much of anything Absolutely. and you would think that the experts would be applying dna technology to this if they could why did it take uh, a man who calls himself an amateur armchair detective why did it take someone like him to come up with this supposedly explosive news
1: all right ripperologists uh, uh, have a heart or t- sorry ripperologists take heart <laughs> this is not I think this is not a case TV closed for a while. no exactly all right rosemary back with more here on the conspiracy show as we do our paranormal news roundup We are back with Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Uh, We're talking about uh, a number of items in the news of a paranormal nature, as we do every time at this month with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, our preeminent, world-renowned paranormal investigator. Her website, VisionaryLiving.com. And I have to ask you about this uh, Australian gentleman who awoke from a coma, a deep, deep coma. And when he awoke, he was speaking, get this, fluent Mandarin. Rosemary, I've heard of these these types of stories before but this it never ceases to amaze me tell me about this gentleman
4: this is a curious case now it did come out in the news reports that um, this young man had studied Mandarin in high school but he had never been very good at it and so here he uh, comes out of this coma and suddenly he starts speaking fluent Mandarin And it even took him a while to recover his English-speaking skills. So what was going on there? Well, we know from brain trauma injuries that, um, and and from people coming out of comas that um, unknown abilities can come to the fore. And, in fact, uh, people who suffer severe head trauma uh, sometimes wake up very psychic. Uh, That part of the brain just suddenly bursts into action. Uh, The curious thing here for me in this case is that he wasn't very good in Mandarin, so how does he go from not very good in Mandarin in school to suddenly being, uh, you know, like he spoke it all of his life? And I'm wondering if there was some sort of past life connection there that maybe he had uh, and that that uh, that was his attraction for learning Mandarin. If he had uh, been Chinese and spoken Mandarin in a past life, uh, what if those memories... Um, got burst open from uh, having this uh, this accident and this coma. we could be looking at a combination of very strange factors here
1: well well certainly it, it proves one thing that the brain is is just an amazing it 's an amazing computer. And uh, perhaps it also speaks to the fact that the brain absorbs everything. It forgets nothing. So maybe, while he didn't think he was very good at Mandarin, he wasn't forgetting any of those lessons, and something happened during, uh, you know, after the uh, the coma that sort of <clears throat> reawakened that portion of the brain or or allowed all of those, those lessons that he thought were forgotten to come to the fore. Uh,
4: scientists have said for a long time that if, uh, we knew how to awaken our full uh, capacities um, that the brain is capable of in terms of remembering, learning, and, and um, uh, you know, all these even extrasensory kinds of things. Uh, we, we would be amazing. Uh, we use so little of it. So that, that could well be what happened here.
1: Well, uh, God forfend I ever end up in a coma, but uh, if I wake up, maybe, maybe, uh, I'll remember how to do algebra.
4: <laughs> uh, I g- that, would, that would be one of my wishes too. <laughs> S-
1: speaking, of the, uh, speaking of the remarkable human brain, uh, scientists are now talking about, this is amazing too, scientists are now talking about the possibility uh, that in the future we could send emails telepathically. So imagine being able to transmit a message into the mind of a colleague 5,000 miles away just using brain waves.
4: This is the coming technology, merging uh, physical matter with machine technology. We're, at some point, we're all going to be Borg, and hopefully we'll have the, the uh, soul and consciousness and morality of human beings, but we're going to have this uh, technology of, of the Star Trek Borg uh, kinds of uh, entities, and uh, we've had uh, machines that are able to look into dreams, that uh, are able to uh, monitor all sorts of brainwave states. And uh, telepathy has been demonstrated in the laboratory. Of course, human beings have been using telepathy you know, since ancient times. But with technology, it becomes uh, more of a, um, a reliable art than an unpredictable skill, Uh, We can send messages telepathically, and it's a very uneven process, and it depends a lot on the rapport between the the receiver and the sender. But technology has the potential of leapfrogging over that to provide something that we can replicate and that um, is as reliable as uh, sending a message over a computer. It's amazing.
1: Well, I'm, I'm from Brantford, Ontario, originally, which is the telephone city. That's where Alexander Graham Bell uh, invented the phone and made, of course, that first historic uh, uh, long-distance telephone call and, and so forth. Uh, but this is, it takes that, and it's writ large because it's, uh, that, that technology apparently is here now. I understand that someone in India actually sent an email to a colleague in France Again, using nothing but the power of his mind. They used something called uh, uh, EEG headsets. They recorded this electrical activity from neurons firing in the brain, and they converted the words hola and chow into, into binary. And they were able to send a very short email, mind you, but they actually sent it using the mind from India to France. So this has arrived. This technology is here, and it's happening now, Rosemary.
4: The binary, to me, seems, you know, it's kind of clunky. I can understand how they did it. I mean, uh, why they chose binary, but it's kind of a clunky way to get a message because the binary then has to be translated uh, on the other end as well. But uh, scientists have been looking at the power of, uh, like, psychokinesis, mind over matter, for some time, and many, many experiments in the laboratory demonstrating that we have the ability to control uh, matter with our minds, and we can control our thoughts, too, to uh, send them at a distance. So this is very exciting emerging technology. What worries me, of course, is always that dark underbelly of potential misuse, because you can imagine how technology like this would be seen as quite a military or strategic uh, weapon, even, Uh, to use in the whole world uh, political arena.
1: Certainly. Uh, And, and, you know, these recent revelations from Mr. Snowden about uh, the NSA, so if they're able to to hack uh, emails being sent online over the computer, uh, how much longer will it be before the NSA is hacking into our minds if they're not already doing that?
4: And conspiracy theorists say they already are. How do we protect our thoughts? How do we shield our thoughts from uh, intrusive spying uh, by other people? And, um, you know, our thought, we have natural barriers around our thoughts now. And uh, imagine being completely transparent all of the time. It's, it has a, a frightening aspect to it as well as an exciting aspect.
1: Sure. And we, we've all sent emails, uh, you know, prematurely, and, and then we thought a second after we sent send it, oh boy, I, better, I shouldn't have sent that. You know, are we going to have that same problem when, when we're sending emails, you know, with our mind? Just because you think something and send it in your mind? Uh, I mean, this could have, you know, tremendous <laughs> implications. Listen, I've got to ask you about uh, this UFO sighting over uh, a, a town in Georgia, uh, where this is you know, right out of close encounters, of course, with the, uh, uh, the, the person who sees these, uh, these craft hovering above, and all of a sudden all the electronics in the vicinity just go kablooey, and that's precisely what happened in Loganville, Georgia.
4: So many reports like this over the years, Richard, where uh, mysterious lights and sighted craft have been seen hovering around uh, power sources and then the power in the areas affected. I, I remember the big wave from, 19, I think it was around 1953 that passed over Washington, D.C. and uh, into the interior of America. There were power outages associated with that. Uh, UFOs have been seen hovering over hydroelectrical plants, nuclear power plants, reservoirs. Um, it, it's like they are looking for energy sources. Uh, to make use of themselves and uh, that's the speculation of a lot of ufologists is that um, they're drawing power from our power in order to uh, navigate and continue to manifest in our reality. I think many of these these craft are interdimensional, not extraterrestrial, and uh, they probably do need some sort of energy source in order to maintain a presence in our reality. So what happened down there in Georgia is very similar to many other reports that we've had throughout the entire uh, post-World War II age of UFOs.
1: And uh, this, was quite a, this was quite a sighting. There were 8 to 10 orb-like lights uh, close to the treetop level, according to this witness. 8 to 10 of these things.
4: And that's quite a few. Uh, usually people will see one, maybe uh, a couple, but to see that many... Um, that's, that's quite, quite a sighting. And we also don't know if these are, are craft or they're some sort of sentient energy form, um, you know, entities, an intelligent presence that's manifesting as an orb of light uh, as well. Uh, there could be a number of possibilities there. But uh, the fact that uh, these, uh, whatever they are, when they do show up, uh, they seem to need our energy, and then uh, we do get affected. Our, our uh, cell phone and telephone uh, capabilities get interrupted. Uh, there are power failures. Uh, we've had so many cases of, of contactees uh, in cars. You know, the engine dies, the electrical systems die. So um, there's an impact on on uh, our power sources when these things manifest.
1: Uh, in this case, the witness reported uh, three utilities that were affected. As he as he saw these lights from his back porch, he lost uh, his cell phone, his internet, and his television. Both went out.
4: If uh, if there are aliens who are capable of doing this on a mass scale, uh, if they if enough of them ever arrived and were hostile enough, they could probably. Put the world out of uh electricity uh in nothing flat and uh, that's kind of a scary thought
1: all right rosemary always a pleasure and uh we'll uh, we'll talk in one month's time but in the meantime people should check out visionaryliving.com
4: thank you very much richard
1: my pleasure rosemary ellen guiley all right and that Uh, well we're just inching along here almost uh, to the end about time to dim the lights but before we go just want to mention coming up uh, next week on the program uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn will be talking about the mystery of the Shemitah what is the Shemitah? well it's a 3,000 year old mystery that holds the secret of America's future the world's future and perhaps your future that's the mystery of the Shemitah Uh, with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, of course, uh, who uh, is the author of the bestseller, The Harbinger, uh, which links sort of the events of 9-11 and uh, and, um, the uh, recent economic collapses uh, with um, some interesting passages in the Bible. Uh, Also... Wanted to once again uh, mention followthetruth.tv, the website uh, where you can find more details about my upcoming conference, November the 16th. That's a Sunday, all-day conference in Oshawa at the Regent Theatre. Six amazing speakers. Uh, uh, Don Schmidt the world's preeminent Roswell UFO investigator Jim Penniston who is a key witness to the Rendlesham Forest UFO incident he actually walked around the craft touched it took notes uh, drew pictures in his in his uh, notebook Um, also uh, uh, Jim Elvidge of course the electrical engineer who was with us last week uh, who has written a book called The Universe Solved and he posits a very interesting theory that we are living in a digital simulation this is fascinating stuff and um, Professor Ronald Mallet, the theoretical physicist from the University of Connecticut, will talk about time travel, and he is building a, a time machine, a theoretical time machine. We'll t- he'll tell you all about that as well. Uh, we have each week a brand-new question on the followthetruth.tv website, and uh, every week on this program, I'll alert you to that. If you go onto the website, find the question, call in, you could win tickets. Tonight, Bruce Earle and Linda Chalmers... Uh, both walk away with a pair of tickets to follow the truth, the conspiracy show summit for correct for correctly answering the uh, the question on the website, uh, which was the name of the rancher who found the uh, the UFO debris near Roswell. That was of course Mac Brazel. Congratulations to Bruce and Linda. You each have a pair of tickets, and we'll see you Sunday, November the 16th, in Oshawa. Follow the truth. Thanks, Tim Spreen. Back next week. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light, and what I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home.